0: Hello everyone, Todd here with Travis, and welcome back to another episode of Ask the Pastors. And we're really glad you've joined in for this week's question, which is one that really hits us uh, at the most practical level.
1: Yeah, very personal.
0: Very personal. (laughs) Uh, It's this question. uh, Why is communicating in marriage so frustrating? And I suspect right now you're grinning and smiling and laughing. Um, because we've all experienced those moments when you're on totally different pages Absolutely. with your spouse. So, Travis, first of all, how long have you been married?
1: Uh, 16 uh, years. Can <laughs> I for a even, moment? even that's a good question. <laughs> 16 years.
0: Okay, we're working on 32. Wow. So uh, Incredible. we bring a little bit, all of us, both of us bring some experience, but I yep. think we'd admit, man, it's a, it's a, annually... A daily, monthly, growing yep. relationship, isn't it? Yep. You got to work at it. Got
1: to work at it.
0: So take a shot at this question. Why is communication in marriage so frustrating?
1: Yeah. I think it's because you married someone different than yourself. Um, we've been married 16 years, and the thing that I've continued to learn is I've got to know my wife. Mm. I've got to know how she thinks, how she acts, and what she needs. And so the thing that has helped me communicate better with my wife is to know her rather than just know myself and think what I want, what I need. And so we've had to work hard at um, asking good questions, mm. talking That's a lot, a sharing one. stories. That helps me know the mind of my wife. We try to go for a walk every single day and just that helps us to know each other and know each other and how each other thinks.
0: And in that walk, I suspect you're saying you ask a lot of questions. I ask a lot of questions. Yeah.
1: Just help me know how you think and what you need.
0: Which is really not something, mm-hmm. which is something that men don't do well. No, not at all. To be frank all. with you. Yep. We typically make statements or we don't say anything when we get mm-hmm. home. Yep. And um, that's well, really wise that you're saying, hey, let's, let's lean in
1: and let's ask. Mm-hmm. My wife says all the time, Travis, I can't, I can't read your mind. So let's just state the obvious. Mm. And she'll say that too. One of the things that she's learned is Travis can't read her mind, so she needs you to just say it. Like, so if mm-hmm. she wants the dishes cleaned, instead of just showing me a sink full of dishes, tell me, like, Travis, yeah. it'd be really nice if you could empty the dishwasher or clean the dishes. And
0: then you need to hear that without assuming that nope. she has like a coded message. Yeah, we it.
1: need to state the obvious. Yeah. It's helpful.
0: So we called that. Um... <clears throat> We still call that, in our marriage, we call that face value communication. Mm. And so, in fact, when our church first started within the first year or two, and there'll be some here who are watching or listening who will remember this, we had a marriage weekend seminar, and we taught on uh, face value communication, which is just what you described, mm. being able to state the obvious mm-hmm. in an honest way without offense. That's
1: right. Like, hear it just factually. Yep. It's not criticism, it's, not. it's just a fact.
0: Because you can't really learn and know right. without that information. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, you're really explaining to us what 1 Peter, I think it's chapter 3 says, mm-hmm. when it says to husbands to live with your wife according to knowledge, mm-hmm. or another translation says based on how well you know her. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you don't get to know someone unless you're doing what you're saying. Right, right?
1: yeah.
0: So different personalities yep. means you have to bridge that gap mm-hmm. with communication, questions.
1: And there's a lot of ways to learn that. We've done personality profiles, Enneagram. We've done a lot of those different tools. That's all they are is tools to help us see, oh, Mm. you think that way or you act that way because of how God designed you, how he made you. That's different than me. What number um, are you on Enneagram? I am a... Nine. I'm a peacemaker. Is okay. that right? I think and I'm then they here. say
0: you have like a wing, right? Yeah. Either a wing eight or a wing yeah. one. Yeah, it's
1: been a while since I've thought yeah. about it. but yeah. A nine. Mm-hmm. What's Casey? Do you she, know? Yeah, she is a five, which is the thinker, the contemplator. So she needs time to mm. think through things where I'm more spontaneous. Just okay. go with what your gut says. So,
0: so Julie, Julie labels me a three. Okay. And then she's a nine as well. Oh, okay. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, We're probably branded heretics for even saying that on this podcast. (laughs) 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 Nobody knew him. I don't know. It's helpful. It is. That's just a tool. So here's a word I was thinking of that would go along with your word of personalities Mm -hmm. about maybe why communication in marriage is so frustrating. It's the word assumptions. Mm. And I think we hit on the same thing. When you assume things, uh, you will have miscommunication. Because like you said, you don't know that person. In fact, we tell a lot of young couples, you don't know your fiancé like you think you do. And we've even moved away, I'll just go ahead and kind of lay this on the table, we've moved away from premarital counseling mm-hmm. to post-marital counseling. Yeah. So we meet with a couple maybe once or twice before the marriage, go yeah. over the ceremony, maybe do some inventory, but we have found that meeting once a quarter the year after their marriage, yeah, that's good. and uh, one couple we were with when we, uh, we suggested this, and they said, we'll do it. Yeah. In their very first meeting with us, the quarter after they were married, they came and said, we had no, no idea. idea. And they yeah. said, everything you told us was right, but we didn't believe you before the ceremony. Because they haven't
1: experienced it. But I
0: was looking to be right, yeah. but it's amazing <laughs> what just three months of marriage will uh, show you yeah. that you had no idea.
1: 16 you know, years of marriage. And yeah, and 32 you're, still you're right. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So uh, assumptions are a major problem. Here's one mm-hmm. that I think um, uh, most couples make. And this is just, I mean, I made this, Julie made this, y'all made this. Yep. I like to think of marriage as, you know, you have your car and your spouse has their car. Mm-hmm. And so we know it's merging into one flesh, right? But what we actually think is, they're going to get into my car. We think that. We would never voice that. Huh. We say, okay, we're, here's this entrance ramp. We're all coming together and we're going to say I do. And then you're going to get in my car. Right.
1: Nothing's going to change. But the other
0: person thinks that too. And what happens is typically you have a crash. Yeah, a collision. You're mm. fighting over who gets in what car. Like, well, we, we celebrate holidays this way. Right. We go on vacation here. Or right. We spend money like this. Or we budget this way. We have two accounts. We have one account. Mm. And suddenly what happens is if you don't abandon both cars mm. and create your own, you'll always struggle with you know, whose car are we riding in. That's right. And so we tell couples a lot of times, avoid the crash That's by right. just agreeing that once you say I do, you're going to create your own car so and you're going right. to ride in that. But it takes time. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it takes a lot of questions, a lot of communication, mm-hmm. but you can't assume that they're going to get in my car yep,
1: because they're not. Yeah, and talk <laughs> about everything, right? Yeah. So what's Christmas look like? Don't assume Exactly. exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's and good. And those,
0: all those issues you, you mentioned, they look that way because of people's personality, yep. their tradition. Yep. Julie and I make this comment to a lot of young couples that you will find in the first year of marriage that you'll think the way they were raised is almost a genetic issue. It's not, but it's so deeply embedded that you cannot just easily cut that away. Hmm. And so you put those two people together with all their assumptions Hmm. and no questions, Hmm. and this is why communication is so frustrating. So it's a huge topic,
1: isn't it? It is, absolutely. It takes a lifetime to learn.
0: Um, So that's just a brief... Man, we're just scratching the surface, but we want you to know, both of us as pastors here, um, we we really value marriage, and we think communication uh, is just vital and critical to a good marriage. So work hard at it, men and women. Ask a lot of questions, um, and don't make any assumptions. And that will be at least a start to increasing communication in marriage. Well, thanks for being with us today on Ask the Pastors, and we'll see you next week.